All right, folks. Today we talk about those wonderful 80 gem, 80s gems from mine and Bo's and Pete's childhood. Pete comes in with some stuff from out of the blue that we had to dig up, and it was wonderful. And our guest star here today is Gina Polito from regular show. from the regular show and Knowing Is Half the Podcast to bring in her knowledge of 80s stuff. We're going to talk about Kung a lot of this stuff. Grips. <laughs> and take a little bit of a segue towards the end as we delve deeper into designing the female character for the 80s child. Yeah. That and more on this week in Geek of the Week. I'm your freak of the to experience gi joe in its entire glory yeah yeah we're we're about 15 or 16 episodes into the second season i was the gi joe newbie actually because i was a he-man person when i was little not gi joe nice (laughs) instantly you're my you're one of my favorite people because it's like yes (laughs) he-man Yeah, right? (laughs) Now, the thing with cartoons back then, like, I like cartoons today because they're actually worried about story and plot. Because cartoons, (laughs) when we were kids, all they had to do was sell a toy. Like, seriously. They just need. That's true. They spent tons of money on an intro, uh, tons of money on the animation for the intro and the theme music. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. from there, it's a toy commercial. They don't care about the animation during it. As you can see in G.I. Joe, the animation, like, characters freaking change. (laughs) Yep, yes. Or they they recycle the same, like, three quarters over pose, like, five times. Oh, and. Yeah. there's some there's some YouTube video online that takes a but that, that it's a guy talking for about 15 minutes that goes over all of the mistakes in Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles the cartoon really? and it is it is amazing because half the times <laughs> the characters are changing back and forth between one another like their 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 colors are wrong and it's the wrong voice it's insane so like somewhere in the uh, late 90s or something like that there was a law passed that they cannot run a commercial for the toy that the cartoon is about. And that's what happened to Saturday morning cartoons. They're like, oh, wait, we can't advertise? Okay, f- fuck this. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, they had, to, they had to get creative. So they said, you know what? F- screw cartoons. So Channel 11 bailed. Fox held out for a long time. Channel 11 held out for a little bit. They were like, we've got anime. Anime is good. <laughs> right? We'll show some Pokemon again right? for like the longest. And Fox kids like stuck in there. They're like, we can still make those toy sales. But no, no, it didn't last. There was no cartoons when you came home at two. And all of a sudden the cartoons had plot. You know, everybody was like, I blame Batman, the animated cities. <laughs> Educational <laughs> cartoons. Who does that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I currently write on a cartoon. The standards and practices people don't let us get away with very much. Yeah, meanwhile, so, our cartoon got away with a lot. Yeah, yeah. Our, the, big thing on, the, big, uh, the big thing on the cartoon that I work on, which is called Regular Show on Cartoon Network, is uh, it can't be, the kids can't replicate it. 
So you can't like strangle someone because a kid could realistically strangle oh, another kid. Wow. Yeah, for like 30 years but we've been watching like, Homer strangle his son. Laser guns. Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. You could, yeah, I feel like this is why in G.I. Joe there are laser guns, actually. This was an early form of like people. <laughs> hey, look, you know what? Exactly. Knowing is half the battle. The other half is blue and red lasers. <laughs> um, One second. Being an awful shot. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, no, I... Mike and I have a, a very fond memory and love of 80s cartoons and some mm-hmm. of the 90s stuff, mostly 80s, <laughs> where like it was clearly just like, we don't care what we're throwing in front of your face. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to be completely like nonsensical. You know, we're going to have Swedish dudes in loincloths or guys with like masks driving in like space cars and it, nothing. Mm-hmm. They, they needed no rhyme or reason, but it was amazing. Yeah. Guys driving around in like big giant heavy masks, flying around in cars. Like none of it had to make sense. It was cool. It was fun. It was jingly as fuck. You you run around in your house going. Yeah, the theme songs get burned into your head. Like to this day, I do not have it on DVD. Off the top of my head, and I'm positive you guys never heard of these this card. I know Bo did because he was with me. <laughs> but uh, thundering across the stars to save the universe from the monster mines. Jace searches for his father to unite the magic root and lead his lightning league to victory over the changing form of Saw Boss. Wheeled warriors explode into battle. Lightning strikes and then it breaks. There's a power that comes from deep inside <laughs> of you still yeah, in seriously. my head. And to this day, Pete, if you want to just put that seed in there, just go Google uh, or YouTube like 80s cartoon intros and all of it will stick like peanut butter in the inside of your skull. You're never getting it out. (laughs) It's amazing. The guys who wrote those intro music. Yeah, I, they don't, I feel like they don't really have awesome theme songs to things anymore, right? Like, what's the last really cartoon don't. you can name well, they that don't has really, an awesome theme song? They don't really bother with theme songs as much. It's like cold it's open. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just yeah, instrumental. You know stuff. what? I think they do. Really? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it is just in, instrumental. But they still have intros. It's just like they're like, ah, all right. Well, we don't want to put words there. <laughs> I, I don't. I, yeah. Like um like Miss, missed opportunity I feel like though totally agree yeah but I think the last guys <laughs> that were doing things with with music was the Disney afternoon <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the worst I would prefer oh. those kind of lyrics ah ah last one I remember Ducktales no they they had okay, Darkwing Duck okay. after that they had but Darkwing like, Duck I, I after that I can't get the Ducktales song out of my head they had yeah. the oh, Jets I feel like. Tailspin. I think Tailspin was after it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does anybody one. remember the band called the Jets? There was I a band ben. called the Jets, and yeah. they sang the theme song to Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Oh, sweet. Oh. They were a freestyle nice. band that was pretty popular in New York, too. But they were uh, um, they were all Spanish, and they, they were the guys who sometimes, some crimes, Ooh. go slipping through the cracks. Uh-huh. But that was them. <laughs> These two gumshoes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. You can't, you gotta finish it. You can't leave it hanging. It's like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, there's no place too big, no crime too small. Yo, if anyone wants to take over whatever, Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, Chippendales, danger, you know it never fails once they're involved somehow. I can't hit the high notes. I leave that. Skype is making such an interesting remix of you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
guys, let's uh, let's let's make this into a best-selling album right now. Oh, yes. <laughs> just take take the audio from everything that we just did. <laughs> uh, true love- true story. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was originally going to be a Conan cartoon. Yes, it was. Okay. Uh huh. Right. That makes sense. The, so, sw- the blonde Swedish head happened. So Marvel dropped out <laughs> of uh, making that, helping them make that Conan cartoon. Probably because they were in bed with Filmation, were in bed with Sunbow for the longest. So Filmation (laughs) jumped in to make a cartoon for a toy line that wasn't going to happen. So they just literally got the head of a Swedish model and put it on He-Man and said, put all the toys out anyway. Put it on Conan's body. And they had all these Conan bodies and all these Swedish heads on these toys. And they had to commit. that's That's what happened to me. They put my head. You can see this because it's down here, but I have... (laughs) <laughs> true story huge huge he was last year's no mr olympus huge <laughs> uh, that's that's sort of similar to did you know that in the mortal Kombat video game it was instead of uh it was supposed to be jean luc jean claude van damme instead of johnny cage yeah. and and then jean claude van damme signed a deal with another video game company Wow. And he couldn't do Mortal Kombat, so they were like, "Ah, we need like a was a it guy Street Fighter?" Much exactly the same, yeah. exactly the same as like, "Oh yeah, he's an actor who also knows martial arts." So they invented Johnny Cage for that reason. Wow. <laughs> that it is the best world. paycheck. Yeah, that would have been great if it was John Claude, though. How cool! Yeah, they should put him in there now. I feel like I agree like the next. I'm sure whatever deal he had is done. Bye now. Yeah. All oh, that, yeah. All and, that, that missed money. Yeah. Really. Have you guys yeah, do you, I don't button? remember a Jean-Claude Van Damme video game. I feel like he made the wrong decision. What he did you say, Pete? In a long list of wrong decisions that he's made. No, there's a <laughs> Amazon or Netflix. An I saw show. it. I saw it. The Jean-Claude oh, Van Damme show where he's, he's uh, like Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, Gene, check it out. It's really... He couldn't do his split. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, the big thing back in the day was, like, he used to actually kick people because he was really bad at, like, at judging distances oh, he's and not, not pulling he's his not kicks. A artist. That's what's so funny. Wait, like, he was really kicking people in the face? Yeah, like there were like a couple times where he like accidentally kicked people in the face. He wasn't supposed wow. to. That must have been But a he was very, just really bad at like gauging, I guess. Very, that poor stunt guy. <laughs> that must have been a very, yeah. very, very tense moment when he kicked Tung Po in the face. And <laughs> Tung Po stares at him with that, you know I can actually destroy you. Because Tung Po is not the not the kickboxer to accidentally hit. In an interview after the movie, yeah. when they were asking, "What do you think about um, Jean Claude Van Damme? Do you think he could really give you a run for your money?" Tung Po just laughed. He's <laughs> just like oh he's an, he's an actor. Tung Po is like almost I don't know seven feet tall. He's like six ten or some ridiculous size. No, he's not. Oh, and he's the guy. Tiny. He's tiny. You're thinking no. You're thinking Bolo Young. I'm. I'm talking about no, 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 no. Bolo, Bolo Young, Young isn't is tall the, either. No, no. Bolo Young is the wide squat guy. Tung Po is the guy with the big pony knot thing, the ponytail the knot thing. The kickboxer. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was really tall. He was, but he wasn't six ten. Oh. He wasn't six ten. There was no way he was six ten. Maybe it's because he's compare contrast to Jean Claude. But I mean, like the dude looked really tall. He would have gotten. I think, but that, but that's the thing is like, like if you look at like Dolph Lundgren's Sylvester Stallone in Rocky Four, everyone assumes Dolph Lundgren is super, super tall. Forgetting that Sylvester Stallone is like a a little, little Italian dude. Yes, totally. Uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren is about my height. Yeah, (laughs) how tall are you? Six four. 
Yeah, that's the thing is people who watch that movie are like, oh, he's like, look at how giant he is. He's like six seven, and it's like, no, Sylvester Stallone's like right. five six or five seven or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, and he actually put Stallone in the hospital in that movie. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, um, Stallone told him to really hit him, and oh, mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren was uh, trained in Kyokushin, the art oh, okay. of breaking, <laughs> right? And that's uh, why he's like, I will. And he was serious. like, I don't think I should really hit you. And he was like, Come on, really hit me. And he did. And I think he like broke a rib on him, and it got into a lung or something like oh. that. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh God. I'm, I'm sure. All right, who do you think? Okay, so Dolph Lundgren, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Let's see. Let's throw Steven Seagal in this mix. Are we doing Expendables 5? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm saying like all at their peak. Which one of them, in real life, not their characters, which one of them do you think would win Wait, wait, wait. Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Dolph Lundgren. Okay, so... Take the glorified ballerina out of it. I love I love Jean Claude Van Damme, <laughs> Steve, but Steven Seagal would sadly. I mean, I'm not proud of that, but he's the only one that actually knows. Steven what he's doing. Seagal and and uh, Dolph Lundgren are the only ones that really know martial arts in that confrontation. Steven Seagal would like I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Seagal. with Dolph Lundgren because Ooh. he is really smart. So he will MacGyver like the dude's a, a scientist. Yeah, he's a yeah, scientist. Yeah. That's right. He's a scientist. He will MacGyver <laughs> the situation and not even put his hands up. Yes. Yeah, like true story, yeah. Dolph Lundgren is super smart. He's got like a ridiculous just, amount of degrees in science. It's amazing. Make a time machine. Oh, good for him. Good for him. I, uh, <laughs> I had to. I had to go backwards and uh, address something I said about Tong Po's height because I know uh, some of our fans who will remain unnamed like to go and point out when something is off a little Quickly. bit. Tong uh-huh. Po's height is six two and a half. There you go. That okay. makes sense in You're my brain. Mm-hmm. Compared to Jean-Claude Van Damme, he might as well be nine feet tall, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, when you were growing up, Pete, what was your favorite 80s cartoon gem? A Force 5, the, like the 5, and it would randomly rotate. It was, um, uh, what was the one with Star Poseidon, Star Arrow? You know what I'm talking about? Go on, go on, go on, go on. Okay, it was, it was um, anime that had been ported over here. And they would give us one of five potential stories each time. And not ringing any bells. And what was the title? Star Poseidon. The Star Poseidon, Star Arrow, and, and no, that was one group. They were like the Three Musketeers. It was Porthos, Aramos. They literally were named after the Three Musketeers. It sounds but they so familiar. Formed, yeah, it was awesome. There were three little robot guys separately that formed into one big robot. Oh, okay. Familiar. Which form they were going to take depending on who was in the driver's seat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Coolest. So I I don't even remember the name of it. And when was that around? Oh, I mean, this is yeah, this is like I'm it, imagining early eighties, right? It, it was called Force Five. Force Five was the name Fox, of the Fox Force Five. Fox Force Five. <laughs> the Star Avengers. They were the Star Avengers, so it came up immediately. I'm so excited. There they are. How cute! Force Five, the Star Avengers. <laughs> oh my god, these are the greatest. I had the toys. I had like the foot tall little and they really shot out was oh i re- do know this you know what i'm talking about oh my god oh wow, that is a hell of a court and this might okay. make a comeback too anybody oh, remember yeah. the mighty orbots yes okay yeah <laughs> there were so many i feel like in the 80s they were like all right let's really think ahead what's gonna be in the future we're all doing robots, let's <laughs> do robots. it was like there were two there were 
two kinds of like cartoons in the 80s and it was like futuristic robots or like crap from the past. Yes. <laughs> okay. Like, and like, then there was a merge. Fantasy lands. And then they merged them. Yes, space barbarians. That was the There was a merge. There was a merge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Cuz they're like cool? is it going to be Star Wars or is it going to be like ro- <laughs> ro- RoboJocks? <laughs> you know, because okay, on the Star Wars end, how many Star we had Brave Star, we had uh, Dark Star, <laughs> we no Brave Star wasn't that. Um, oh man, the Golden Lance. What was that one with the Golden Lance? Gold Star. Gold there a, Star. There was a lot of stars. <laughs> All right, Gold Star was like a direct like Star Wars ripoff. He had a he had a magic lance. Mm-hmm. His sidekick female lady was Golita. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Again, all of, all of these compare like pale in comparison to my favorite Thondar the Barbarian. Oh, Thondar the Barbarian mm-hmm. was amazing. Did you ever catch that? It's worse. It was the coolest. It was so amazing to watch just like someone literally take Conan and Star Wars and directly <laughs> mash them in the most obvious way. I'm going to send you I some can see episodes that pitch in that room. D- d- yeah, right? Like hold yeah, up. Yeah, like I, that yeah, that would be an amazing pitch to watch. Like all right, everyone loves Star Wars. Everyone loves Conan the Barbarian. Even though it bombed. Put those two together. <laughs> peanut butter and, and, and jelly. It, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <sighs> yeah, peanut butter occurred. and jelly. That bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's, the That's not how executives make things. Okay, it might be how some executives make things. It happen. was the 80s. it was the 80s. In the 80s, yes, I'm sure that moved after yeah. everything that happened. Yeah, and, <laughs> um, seriously, because the, the um. Uh, and that was Hanna Barbera, which was just putting <laughs> yeah. anything out. Because Hanna Barbera had that 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 amazing trio where there was a stretch guy, a big fist person, and a ghost lady. Fire I, Earth. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, they had uh, that group that was in uh, whatever kind of fantasy pasta with the with Herculoids, the, the Herculoids. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Let's not throw the Herculoids under the bus. Oh God, I won't throw yeah. the Herculoids under the, the bus and drive back and forth on that bus <laughs> just to stop that thing from going. Because <laughs> <laughs> they even they were like the first Pokemon because. You'd get the big ape thing, the big pterodactyl thing, and the blue mm-hmm. thing, and it would, and they would talk. There would be scenes where it's like, blah, 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 and the pterodactyls would, ah, ah, and the ape thing's like, <laughs> for like three minutes. Content right <laughs> <laughs> what you say? This happened. It's great. And then all of this <laughs> is happening at the same time that they have the super friends, and freaking mm-hmm. like. Reruns of the Super Friends, reruns of the Herculoids, and they'll still play something like Gummy Bears. <laughs> hey, man, don't knock the Gummy Bears. Never I used to watch the crap out of the Gummy Bears. Dashing and daring, like, courageous oh. and caring, faithful <laughs> and friendly with stories to share. They had a great theme song. I feel like, yeah, they did. I feel like they were essentially, like, there were a series of shows that were essentially Smurfs. But Go like drawn drawn differently, like it was like Smurfs, Snorks, Snorks, Gummy Bears, and they were all like, "Ooh, they live in like a, a magical forest or a magical underwater forest or like," and yeah, they're but all here's the exactly difference. the same. Here was the difference. And the humans always trying to get them. Here was the difference. Yeah. At least the Gummy Bears was like there was like five or six of them, and they were delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were the not. The reason delicious. that everyone wanted to get them was because they held the secret of, of the gummy, gummy berry juice. juice. The magic okay. flowing. Whoa, you take pride whoa. in knowing. Dude, seriously, what message are we sending yeah. children that they need to be popping uh, performance-enhancing <laughs> drinks and yeah, bouncing all over the place? Yeah, gummy berry juice made us super strong and made the gummy bears just hop. They just bounced. 
Yeah, yeah. And this is why sports has the problem it does now. Okay, <laughs> thanks, gummy bears. You're awesome. Whole generation of kids. I need something to make me a better athlete. <laughs> juice. Hey, they call it juice, don't they? But I think that was another section. Yeah. Because, because uh, I think it was just the teddy bear shows. Because the teddy bear shows are the ones that had the, the really chill theme songs. Because you had gummy bears with their magic and mystery. You had Winnie the Pooh yeah. with time to get up, time to get going. You had Winnie the Pooh. And you had Care Bears with who's that coming from somewhere up in the sky. You, you, I just remembered one. You, you, you kicked something loose. Paw Paws. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, Pete, you Ooh. missed your Saturdays, didn't you, man? Oh, this is where man. Pete, this is where Pete shows this us that where... he's of higher evolution than us. Because <laughs> he was doing so, something productive. I was watching Nova. I was watching the Discovery. Yeah, yeah. Like three, two, one, contact, bro. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Electric Company, <laughs> motherfucker. I was watching Morgan Freeman. <laughs> so Paul Paws. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, no. I was gonna say like I don't. I don't remember Paw Paws. I remember the Pound Puppies, the short-lived Pound Puppies cartoon. Oh my god! Then but that was. I feel like that was not on very long. Paw Paws is what happens when you get long. tiny little like fantasy magical teddy bears that are okay. live like Smurfs, and then you inappropriately wait. They were the Ewok teddy bears, right? Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. I like, remember wait, those you, things. You take you take tiny teddy bears, and I do mean tiny because they were like barely Smurf size. And then you take a people's rich ethnic heritage, like the Native Americans, and you oh, no. slap them together. And, and you have the racism. <laughs> oh, okay. And yeah. they racism. had magical totems, and they wore face paint and headdresses. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And they had tribal Pawpaws. rituals. It was pretty racist. It was it was. It, it was, it was cultural appropriation, but yeah. in the 80s, so it's not racist. That's right. But they weren't, Native they Americans. weren't Ewoks, though, <laughs> Teddy right? bears. What's uh, that? They, they weren't Ewoks, though, because there was an Ewok cartoon. Yes, there, there was, was an, Ewok. an Ewok. We are the E, 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 Ewoks. We're the spirit of the forest moon. Which is oh. kind of crazy, because they didn't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Well, it's hard to do an intro just singing Yub Nub. Yub Nub. Uh, I would have rolled with that. Yeah. I would have rolled with that. <laughs> Introduce kids to reading. Have the entire cartoon subtitled. <laughs> oh. No, that would have gone nowhere. No. That would have gone poorly. Because <laughs> it would have been like, and pound puppies. All right. So yeah. for action adventure cartoons in the 80s, we had things like Visionaries, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. We had Mask. We had... Centurions. Yeah, Centurions. G.I. Joe, He-Man. G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of shows that said, go outside with your toys, take them and smash them together, and then beat up your friend. <laughs> yeah. And it was great because then you went to toy stores and there was like toys for everybody. And you were like, hey, Ma, I want that. It was on the cartoon yesterday. And mothers would have to watch the cartoons with you so they could keep up because like, this is the real toy commercial. There was one cartoon <laughs> that didn't blur the line between commercial and toy. Because their commercials were adventures, and they ran mm -hmm. the cartoon directly next to it as a special, and I think it was called Sectors. It was oh, they were I trying to give it, convince kids to buy Bug People. It one of the main toys <laughs> was a glove that was a spider, and you'd put the hero to sit on the. Oh, I uh huh. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, 
He's like, that I remember awesome. that now. That and, and, awesome. the, and the hero would sit on it. He was a blonde dude with weird round bug eyes and like little antennas there. Antennas, and he wore armor. And he had mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm watching Pete's brain grind. Hold on. <laughs> Crazy. No, I'm remembering this in like weird fragments. Like I didn't, I thought I dreamt that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that was a special. The real suggestions of the '80s um, product placement at its finest. No, like, why am I all of a sudden in like 1976 Brooklyn over here? <laughs> um, no, dude, like, it, it's not a fever dream. It's a thing. No, it's that awesome. happened. That happened. It happened, like, and like, happened. Yeah, dude, the, the toys were amazing. I feel bad for a lot of these kids. Why they got better the- toys? They're they're they're. they're their toys are better, but their cartoons are rough, man. No, like there's see, that's direct the thing. That's the thing, bro. The cartoons today are actually giving kids stories and, like, actual plot instead of being lazy like G.I. Joe was with the MacGuffin episode. No, they had no. an episode where the <laughs> object was actually called that. the MacGuffin. <laughs> kids don't know what that is. That's brilliant. Kids don't know what that is. That is smart. I want to MacGuffin. only – that's – that's only going to appeal to, like, adults. Like, adults are going to be watching Cobra, Oh, wow. Cobra was trying to get the MacGuffin device, and uh-huh. G.I. Joe was trying to stop them. Do you know what the MacGuffin device did? Whatever you could possibly uh, imagine. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, I, which I'm impressed that it ended up doing anything, because I right. assumed from the beginning of the episode that, right. like, that, oh, it, it's not going to do anything at it the end. It was placebo, yeah. Did you see that episode? <laughs> did you see that but episode? Then they oh, called- yeah. I, we... We just did that episode, like, on our podcast, and we talked to the writer of the episode oh, to God. be like, yeah, tell us about this crazy episode. <laughs> but it's brilliant. It's so brilliant because, like, yeah. you can have an episode where it's like the placebo device. What's yeah. it do? <laughs> Nothing at all. You need it. But you think it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, Like, the writing was super – my favorite is, like, seeing uh, – like, they did a remake of He-Man. Uh, a few years ago, and the Marshall, got, the He-Man crap that was going on. Yeah, it's hey, amazing. Hold on, hold on. I I purposely sat down and finished all of it. I didn't throw it under the bus like I was tempted to initially. <laughs> oh, I, I got liked it. End. I did like it, but what was more fun was listening to the writers talk about the 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 old show and the things they were drawing from it and how they were basically going. Yeah, we did not know how we were going to wrap this up or do this or that. And my favorite discussion was them talking about finally just showing the big bad towards the end of their series of the He-Man cartoon, the, the reboot. And it's like, well, how do you show just how big and bad and, and powerful the bad guy is? And it's like, well, we had some choices and we had some timing. But essentially what we do is go, yeah, he goes to fight him and he just looks at him. And then he just gets blasted <laughs> away from just the look. Like the sheer power of him looking at him knocks him back like 30 feet. And he can't actually come at him. So he just gets fiated with this guy's presence. <laughs> and I was just like, that is brilliant writing. Because when you... When yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Because when you draw it out, it's just like this really impressive, like, oh, they're going to throw down. They're going to clash swords. They're gonna, and he's like, no, you don't get to come at me with anything. And just yeah, that's him, some Indiana Jones shit right there. It that's really is. Indiana Jones shooting the guy. Okay, all right, let's be honest. Um, in the original He-Man series... Did you guys ever see the origin episode for the original He-Man series? 
Oh. That's a trick I'm question. I'm sure I did, but That's, I don't No, remember. you didn't. No, you didn't, because the, there was no origin episode. The origin for oh. He-Man was, hi, I'm Adam, Prince of Eternia, and the Prince <laughs> yeah. of the yeah. Castle. Yeah. That was all they did. They were like, let's tell them everything and then go straight into it. The only episode <laughs> that they ever had, like, a serious plot in it didn't even involve Skeletor, and it was the villain's name was Ch- Chakotay. It was some oh. evil lady in a cave who was haunting them, and I think they released a toy, like, two years ago finally because she oh, was really? like, it was the most serious he-man episode ever it was like one of the it was one of their best selling on vhs it was mm-hmm. one of the ones that got the most views every time it came on tv <laughs> because it was, it was really well done it was a really well done episode it was the only time they were like let's actually write on this one instead yeah, of- be serious about it for a moment and they were and it was really good um uh, hey you know what i mean like if, if they're half, half half good it's better than everybody else's good why not? Um, it's better, yeah. It, it's more work went into it than every other Thundercat ripoff than uh, Loremore Telepictures came out with. Because it was Thundercats, and then they made Silverhawks, and then they made Tiger Sharks. Silverhawks, I love Silverhawks, though. Silverhawks was great, but it I was a, a little freaking kid, though. There's always, like, a little freaking kid on everyone. Who, Copper Kid? Yeah. He was more useful than Wiley like, Kit and Wiley Cat. Oh. oh, Wiley Kid and Wiley Cat were awesome. They were Uh-oh. really. There it is. That's nostalgia Finally. messing with you. <laughs> I was, I was waiting for it. Inevitably, we were going to trip on a cartoon that causes some sort of like, <laughs> how dare you take my my favorite character and throw them under the bus? Wow. No, I mean, here's the thing. They're not my favorite character from the cartoon, but like they definitely had, there was an episode where both of them had to, like there was, I can't remember exactly what it was, but both of them either get captured or both of them are like in the woods and need to survive on their own without the help of the adults. And they do it. Yeah, because they, their their whole thing is like they have a lot of little skills that the no, other. You I know, think that like, was the episode where they had to go up against Lionel during the trials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was oh, one of the trials. Oh, yeah, episodes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their yeah, challenge was having sense. to deal with not confronting Lionel because he'd whoop their ass. So they had to so trick him said, and deceive him. Yeah. Trick him and just, they really were wild. <laughs> he still beat yeah. them. He still beat them. He, he beat them, but barely. Like, he, he barely. Yeah, beat. they held their own. Because they were one yeah. trick ponies and that, and he was, you know, not. <laughs> no, I mean, all of, here's the thing all of them were one trick ponies. Chitara's one trick was speed. Yeah, but and she all, was, here's also the thing. For some no. reason, they 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 were in the eighties. The the weapon that they always gave the women was like, oh, let's give them a bow staff. It's better. Right. Than P- like Pumira got a slingshot. That, that women got. <laughs> well, <laughs> but like on, on GI Joe, Tigra, Tigra had the lamest whip. I mean, he made it work. But let's be yeah. honest. That, yeah, whip that, was a, really nice. that whip was two steps away from being the Sword of Omens because it could turn him <laughs> invisible, it could catch fire, it could electrocute people, it could make itself into a freaking yeah. catching net. It, it did everything. It's it wasn't was a Panther was a weapons genius because the things their weapons did were ridiculous. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, he made those weapons. But no, they weren't all one-trick ponies because Panther was a mechanic and a, and a top-notch martial yeah. artist who had super strength. Tiger was an architect. Yeah, but... And constantly... Okay, but you're talking about their jobs. Little kids don't have jobs. Yeah, but they... <laughs> but that's, they like, that's like, oh, all these, all these 12-year-olds can do is, is trick, trick, adults, trick adults with their awesome skills. Yeah. But they don't know. have a job. I know, but Panther was also super strong. And Tiger was also yeah. super agile and stealthy. Oh, and, and by the way, let's not and go constantly there. in the Amazon ladies' village. 
Hey, let's, leave, <laughs> let's stay away from the fact that Tegra lived in the Amazon late women uh, treehouse. Um, there were scenes where they got called, where they got called, and he was just coming out of one of the huts. It was like, what, why are you always uh-huh. there, Tigra? Because <laughs> Tigra. Why do you think uh, he's there? He's like, exactly. Tigra. <laughs> he's working on relations and smoking the peace pipe <laughs> and the other things. He was negotiating. Um, negotiating. No, I mean, interesting fact. So somewhere in the canon of He-Man, um, it bleeds into this sort of interesting history of uh, where He-Man's mom comes from. And I don't know if oh, some okay. of you guys know this. but She's like, from Earth. Me, she's from Earth. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the that's what ties into Earth. our world. She was an astronaut, mm. and she crash landed on that oh. planet, on Eternia, and was found by King Randor, and he eventually marries her. And oh, so that was my, in the cartoon. That was in that was in one of the episodes somewhere. Okay. Um, okay. But my theory is that he's actually like John Carter of Mars. He's got this super strength because of his his uh, half Earthling heritage. That's why, because like the gravity there isn't half as good. So his mom uh-huh. will beat someone's ass. Nah, I'm not buying <laughs> it, Bo. I'm not buying it. I, I know where his powers come from. Fabulous secrets were revealed to me the day I held aloft on my magic sword and said, <laughs> by the power of grace. <laughs> You're stronger than everybody else. You always have. Also, here's the thing. Everybody's also, when, when, he, when he is Dolph Lundgren and goes to Earth, he's still pretty <laughs> badass. Yeah, and in uh, and he still kick people's asses. And in the Christmas special, I think he goes to Earth too, and he's he does. No, 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 no. I'm I'm still upset about the Christmas special. Skeletor got robbed. In Christmas specials. Uh, Yeah, yeah. We we've been doing a lot of them for the podcast this month. We just did the Ghostbusters, uh, the real Ghostbusters Christmas special. It was solid. I gotta say, it was pretty solid. Oh, yeah. It was. Did they do the Krampus? Looked like they were. No, it looked like they were gonna do a what every what every show ever d- does ever, which is a Christmas Carol ripoff. Totally. But in- instead, they like they accidentally go back in time and capture the ghosts of Christmas past, future, and present. Oh wow! Because they because they because they bust them. They're like, oh yeah. shit, ghosts! We're gonna catch yeah. them, and they 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 catch them. Scrooge never learns his lesson, and then when they go back to the present, Christmas is just gone. Like everyone hates. Wow. Everyone is like, oh, Christmas sucks. <laughs> He like he somehow does away with Christian, Christmas and maybe Christianity. Like we don't know. He, Whoa. He, and so they Yo. have to go back. They have to like figure out a way to get those ghosts out of the containment system. That sounds Containment system. Nice. It's, it's it, yeah. It was. Clever. I call that a I call that a Christmas win in the Ghostbusters writing bucket right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. It was solid. That was good. That's um, way better than He Man's Christmas special. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. See, I, I have mixed I have mixed feelings about the He Man Christmas special. I thought it was cool that they addressed the fact that both She-Ra and He-Man have two halves of the most amazing sword in the galaxy, apparently. And at the end of the day, that they could come and talk to each other like long-lost siblings and be cool. Skeletor gets hosed in this. Because Skeletor gets filled with the spirit of Christmas and has a Grinch moment where he's like, meh, uh, my meals, oh. I, I feel don't great. My heart, I feel like, it grew two <laughs> times too big. It, it sounds like he's in pain, having feelings of, you know, being nice. And I'm just like, why? No, he's such an amazing villain. No, don't do that. To, oh. no. And then he has, he comes over to the other side. He saves the kids. He helps He-Man. He makes an eternal enemy of Hordak. Yeah, and Hordak. he walks away and goes, eh, I was just a moment of whatever it feels. And at the very end, he pills a puppy out of a big sack 
and it licks his bony face, and he goes, eh, eh, I'm so happy, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? <laughs> Yeah, you know he got kicked out of the villain club that day by Momra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, dude, really? You're Christmas puppies? Is that what's going on here? Hey, Cobra All Commander. Right. Cobra Commander's a real villain. He'll cash in on Christmas and kick the puppy the next day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's my man. And they all they all have those weird high-pitched voices, though. Like, this weird, co- like, yeah, Cobra, like they, they all do. I don't know why. Because it's Cobra! Cobra! <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, I think that they were like, ooh, what's really scary? Like, a guy with, like, a really comically high-pitched voice is really scary. <laughs> yeah, well, let's take, let's take tremendously large Christopher Lada. <laughs> Christopher Lada, we know that you're a tremendously large guy, but we think you'd be more imposing if you sounded <laughs> like this, and you just did everything in a high-pitched voice. Can you laugh like that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That's how you do your villains. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, that's why Inspector Gadget didn't do too well because uh, Dr. Claw was like, next time, Gadget. Next yeah. time. I sound evil, don't I? Yeah, and it didn't It didn't work for them. It didn't, it didn't stick. didn't stick. And like, Super Friends Dark Side, same, same deal. Voice, same voice, yeah. Same voice. Just it doesn't stick. But Cobra <laughs> Commander and Starscream. Everybody remembers Starscream. <laughs> even Megatron, that guy's voice. Even Megatron's voice was raspy. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't high pitched, but it was yeah. raspy and weak. Like, I'm dying, Starscream. I feel weak <laughs> at all times. Oh, why? Wait, no, I'm supposed to be powerful. He felt like he was dying the whole time. It was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, when you want to talk about um, 80s cartoons, though, there was another branch of the 80s and early 90s that I got involved in and dragged Bo into, which was anime. Got into a lot of, like, we had Chinatown, so we went to Chinatown and got anime. And we were watching a lot of this stuff that was on Toonami later, back then. And I think I said to you in, uh, in, a, in, a, in the email, Gina, that going to get anime was like the scene from Pineapple Express, where he goes to buy <laughs> weed from his dealer. I went into this guy's uh-huh. house, who I wasn't really friends with, but I saw him all the time, and he was like, hey, dude, come here. I got some new anime for you. Have a seat. Sit down. You want to hang? You want to do this? Check out this stuff. <laughs> this is great, so isn't it? Scary. This is Oh, and this stuff? That's the shady stuff. You could watch that later. It's got tentacles. They're like, what are we talking about now, pal? <laughs> all right. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god! Oh wow! For a minute there, it looks like Gina noped out of that whole thing. She was like, nope, nope. tentacles. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, yeah, check this one out. This is a uh, Legend of Yoma. This is a uh, this is a uh, Ninja Scroll. This is this. And I'm like, I just want to buy my movies and go. <laughs> I just 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 give me the anime and let me go. But, but, but you like that Dragon Ball Z though. I yeah, got that Dragon Ball Z. I got Z that Dragon Ball Z right here. The freaking this stuff is this stuff is hot. It's gonna be hot. This is their <laughs> movie. It's, and they go all blonde here. I subtitled this myself, which he did because he was fluent in Japanese. Fluent. <laughs> all right. Wow. And this is this is in Brooklyn, in Bedstein, Brooklyn, that you find some random guy who can freaking subtitle anime and has like an arcade machine in his project apartment, <laughs> right? Because he was playing competitively and he wins an arcade machine. Street in Fighter. The 80s. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, in the 80s. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you're going in there, but he's really bored. He's really bored. And um, I'm his company, but I'm really just a customer? 
right? And he's like, come so, on, yeah. chill. Let's, let me show you this opening scene. And then we see that opening scene. Let me show you this other opening scene. Okay. All right. This is you, getting you, The enemy. The enemy dealer. Like, you can only wish that you had cell phones back <laughs> then so you could be like, oh, my mom says I got to go because I'm like 14. <laughs> All right. And I need to go. <laughs> and you're like 19, 20 years old. Can I go now? <laughs> Here's my money. I want my enemy. <laughs> and you, you started, you got watching, uh, like, that's how I first saw Dragon Ball Z and realized I wasn't a fan. I liked, I liked the movies, but I didn't like the series because it was like, nothing happened this episode. They just uh, stood at each other and screamed for like 20 minutes. Um, that's where I saw things like, I don't think these ever came out, like Fushigi Yugi. Friggin', which was another magical schoolgirl friggin' anime where she goes to some fantasy land yeah. and meets Super Fighter Guy. And they have, a, a, but it was a good series. That was a good one. It was a good magical schoolgirl thing. Yeah. But, are you, wait, are you implying that Sailor Moon is not a good magical schoolgirl? No, job? I'm implying that the 30 other dozen magical schoolgirl series <laughs> are, not a, are not good ones. Sailor okay, Moon good. was fine. Sailor Moon was fine. I've been rewatching Sailor Moon and it holds up. That's not even what came up. to mind when I was talking about bad magical schoolgirl cartoons. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I forgot about Sailor Moon. <laughs> it's solid. It still holds up. It's all on Hulu. It's all on Hulu. It's all on Hulu. Yeah. yeah. That, that Sailor Moon fix is on Hulu. <laughs> yeah. That you, you heard it from Gina, folks. She's she's your your Sailor Moon dealer. She's your friend. <laughs> Get it on Hulu. <laughs> some, some tuxedo mask. Some Mercury. Yeah. Yeah, makes makes no sense why there are some planets and not others. I don't know. I don't know what the story is there. And why does is, is, why does Pluto get play? They didn't check with Neil. <laughs> they, they didn't check with Mr. Tyson on that. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah, he can't he can't watch that. He can't watch that show. I have a very funny Neil deGrasse Tyson story actually that involves the the that involves regular show. We we wrote him into a script uh-huh. into an episode of regular show. It was our Halloween episode, and uh, it ends with them because they're all in space, and it ends with them. Uh, going through a black hole and something called spaghettification happens, which we looked up and was a real thing. <laughs> and we we contacted Neil deGrasse Tyson. We were like, "Will you do this voice? It's you at the end explaining like he's what pretty accessible. Kind of he's pretty accessible. He he agreed to do it. Oh, and wow. we sent him the script, and then he sent us back like notes, and they were the funniest <laughs> notes in the world. Like one of them was like. Okay, great. So, so uh, they turn into spaghetti because you're doing a play on words of spaghettification. That's an that's an actual thing. And then I'm going to eat them up. Can I burp after I eat them? <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were like, we were like, what? And he was like, yeah, I want to, I want to slurp them up, and then I would like to to do a couple of takes of a burp into the microphone. And we were like, yeah, yeah, you can do some burps. And he ended up being awesome. He was like the, the coolest guy ever. I mean, I feel like everyone kind of knows that at this point. Yes, he is cool. Like you could run into him easily because he works at the Museum of Natural History here. Uh huh. So oh, okay. he's like he's there all the time. Like you could just go there and you'll run into him. He's there. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Is, is he eyeballing the spot where he will get his wing at the museum? I don't like, know. I think he's just busy making science badass for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> he's too busy being delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want the raw audio of his burp takes to make. It- <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll try and convince. I'll try and convince the yeah. convince Did the showrunners to release them. Yeah. Bo, what was Just your- all Neil deGrasse Tyson burp outtakes? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be tight. Bo, what was your favorite cartoon? My favorite cartoon. And I mean anything like like back then, anything. 
Well, like, well, I clearly still have my pristine DVD collection of He-Man. Um, yeah, I would also go if, if we're talking like purely '80s. I would also go with He-Man because that was I had. I still have all of all of the toys, and that was by far the the game that I played, like the the toys that I played with the most. And the what I replicated when I was like playing outside with people the most. Like I was like, all right, I'll be Shira, you be He-Man, let's go, let's go, let's do this, people. So I feel like that's that's a testament to how good it was that that I was replicating it in my backyard. Every time no, we played Thundercats, I had to be Panthro. Uh, <laughs> what's wrong with Panthro? Why Man. do I have to be Panthro though? Because yeah, he, he is pretty bad. He is pretty badass though. Why why couldn't I be Lionel though? <laughs> Uh, sure, let me go. Let me show why you. can't you be Chitara? Like, yeah, why right? doesn't anyone want to be? Why can't I be like, you know, come on. I want my bow staff. What? Why did she? Okay, now now you got me wondering why did she have a bow staff? That sounds. It's the worst weapon. And, and, uh, and, uh, no, it is not the worst weapon. Cut no, it out. No, it's the worst. Listen, go back and play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for NES. Donatello uh, just. And done it okay first of all that game it's the hardest weapon to maneuver that the game was the hardest maneuver. weapon that that game was the yeah, hardest game right. to play <laughs> all right yeah like, not many people I played got... it as an adult and i still cannot get past the second level don't bother i finished it <laughs> the ending sucks oh for some strange reason splinter turns into a human you save everybody they say congratulations one, oh. you're not going to get any burn from me throwing anybody with a bow staff like Donatello under the bus because he was my favorite of the turtles. <laughs> Two, Chitar, I like bow staffs in general. Panthro here, this cat, oh, was yeah. the coolest That's cat great. to mess with, okay? Yeah. Mine is Mumra. I have Mumra. Awesome. I almost cried when I Mumra. also have Mumra. Yes, I have Mumra too. I almost cried when he died in Thundercats, so I was like, no! No! This dude, look, look at him. He had the thunder tank. He had the coolest voice, by the way. Uh, voiced by uh, the, the dad from the Cosby, from, the grandfather from the Cosby yeah. Show, um, like he had nunchucks, he had ninja footies, he knew martial arts. Like you don't get cooler than Panthro, okay? It doesn't happen. I got you. He was yeah, 1975 black stereotype. I got you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he he was he was bald. He was he 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 knew martial arts and he liked nunchucks. Yeah, okay. It was called the Last Dragon. Can we have it back? <laughs> no, the last dragon's mine. Okay, I'm not giving it back. <laughs> All right, I need to remake that movie. It was amazing. Barry Gordy called. He said, "Let it go." All right, <laughs> no, go. I'm not letting it go. Leroy, uh, come on, give me some cartoons, man. I know my memory is better for them because I was, I was obviously, I have it, I have an easy mind for cartoons, huh? You guys are impressing me with this stuff. This is very impressive. Oh, I got what way was the, back part the, the little blobby guys that um formed into enemy shape. The little blobby guys. It wasn't the Herculoids. It was something else. It was, um, they, no, there were blobs on Herculoids. It was Herculoids. They, 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 they would do all sorts. They had little little black that, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Bleep and blob, right? Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't remember this. The Herculoids? Oh, wait. All, I do remember. There was, all, a, yeah. there was a whole family of them, and it was like. Yeah, yeah. There were like two or three of them. Barba. It wasn't Barba Papa, was it? Oh, it might have been Barba Papa. What are we talking about? I'm taking two different things now. One is the Herculoids with the little bleep and blob guy. Right, Gleep and, and then there's another show all together with a whole family of them in their different colors, and that was more for kids. Huh? I think it was called the Barber Papas. This is the story of the Barber Papas. I could be out of my mind with this stuff. I don't know. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all right. We'll accept it. We'll accept Everyone's it. racking their brains, going, "The '80s was long. What was? Where was that? When did that happen?" This was, was a Hercule. Was anyone a Dungeons and Dragons fan? 
Fuck yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I feel like that. I the cartoon, like right? I was, I was into Dungeons and Dragons also. Yeah, yeah, the cartoon, not the not the. Okay, weird, like, okay. No, full disclosure, we're hardcore role players. We're role we're players. Role, we're role players. That's role one. Players. <laughs> Two. Like, like if you, if you get to the end of that series, yeah, there's role playing books. But if you get to the end of the series, you find out they never ended the show. Those kids oh. were trapped for eternity. They never get out. That was a dick oh. DM. That DM was a douche. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> any dungeon master who's willing to put himself in the game as a, as a dungeon master. What a douche. <laughs> Those poor kids never got out of there. And the players got never got to make their own characters. He was like, you're a cavalier. You're an totally. acrobat. <laughs> you're, a you're a geek, so you're a magician. Like, you're a hey, magician. you're a dumb kid. You're a barbarian. Here's your pet unicorn. <laughs> right? What a douche dungeon master. <laughs> like, seriously. Hey, they, they were enjoying themselves. They were horrified. <laughs> the cavalier did not want to be there. <laughs> right? It developed Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I, I looked it up and I watched the whole series and I get to a point and I'm like, well, where's the rest of it? There is no rest of it. <laughs> they never finished it. It it was well, kind of sad. Yeah, that, that, that went out too because early. Because actually, it, it started getting really good towards the end where like they started dealing with the dragons and they had an episode where there was a graveyard of dragons. Oh yeah, that was way later. That was much later, but yeah, yeah, it started getting... Wait, how many seasons was this show on? I think, like, two. Oh, okay, okay. It covered a lot of ground, though. There were... It did, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look at Thundercats. Thundercats allegedly had two seasons, <laughs> yet they had, like, 135 episodes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There it's, are a lot of G.I. Joe also. It's called like dailies. something per season. Yeah. Yeah, when you make daily cartoons, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Let yeah, me but when, when your animation is just... Blah, 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 blah. It's, yeah. It's, I got yeah. something. Did you get to the episode? I think that was in Arise to Pento Arise, where Lifeline asks Gung Ho that to, he tells Gung Ho there are other ways to handle to handle um, altercations than uh, your fist. And Gung Ho responds with, yes, yes, Lifeline. It's called a gun. Did you get to that? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was the 80s. That was our cartoon. Lifeline, you want yeah. to solve a problem. It's called the one, gun. The marine, they no had, shirt. They had one character who was who was like a, a peaceful character, and they made him out to be like the biggest pussy ever. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone hated it. He's they were like, oh, oh, let's make let's make fun of this guy who thinks that war and violence isn't a solution for anything. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? The guy who's going into full battlefields with no weapons and is going to save everybody, he's a yeah. pussy. All right. So says Larry the Cable Guy, the Marine over here. <laughs> yeah, because Gunho did look a little like Larry the Cable Guy on steroids. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see that. So uh, Dungeons and Dragons was three seasons. Three seasons? Holy Three God. seasons. I will remind you that the Ranger was Hank. He had the bow. Mm-hmm. And the Acrobat had the bow staff. Also a woman. Once again, the black lady had yeah. a bow staff. She had a bow staff. And the yeah. other lady had a cloak. <laughs> Her name was Sheila, and she was, she was the, thief. the thief. The Cavalier. Yep. Hey, 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 hey! It wasn't spot on. They didn't make uh, Diana the acrobat the thief with the cloak. They made Sheila the thief and Diana the acrobat. Hold so on, it was your secondary stereotype. Pulling this from the way back machine over here. Give me a break. <laughs> but why do they like of all the weapons that, that you would choose for a woman? I feel like a bow staff is, is the most unwieldy. So I don't know why they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's give let's give the women this like super super long unwieldy difficult to use weapon. One. Like, why not just? It was written by men. Two. Um, <laughs> it's the perfect weapon to hit someone in the dick with. 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The, guy, the guys who wrote it are like imagining that the bow staff that these chicks are holding is their dicks, right? No, exactly. No, like, no, like, no, oh, no. Yeah, look. no, it's to hit them with in the groin. With that draw. <laughs> I like I like drawing her holding the bow staff. It yeah, it's, good. it's really it's really easy Makes to Photoshop into porn later if she's just got like a hand that's like this. Right. It should be your ultimate character design principle. Right, right, right. Photoshopped into porn later. Everything we make these women do has to be able to be turned into porn. All right. Yeah. So this, this is, you're you're right. It is the perfect weapon for a Lady J. Character. You get a spear. You get a lance. Lady J. You get a lance. Yeah. We missed our opportunity with Scarlet and CoverGirl, but we made up for it with you. So we gave you the biggest breast and a staff. Yeah. <laughs> Lady J? Yeah. Lady J, yeah. That was a spear, a not a staff. It was a spear. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, javelin. I mean, she had a spear. It was a javelin. It changes. It, it's sort of like she, like, Hawkeyes that shit because, like, she, she put different things on that. <laughs> like, she can, she can like, in one episode, it, like, they're, like, underwater and it makes an airtight bubble seal <laughs> around them. Like, it, the logic behind it is very Wait a minute. Did Panther design their weapons, too? Probably, <laughs> probably. Lady J was actually one of my favorites. Um, for yeah, she was good. Wait, um, you're bringing up a point because out of the ninjas, Jinx was the only one that used the staff with two with blades on either side. She had she had two swords, but her her her, her twin blade ooh, staff thing was prominent. I think I understand why. When you're making the toys, you have to put something in the wep the a weapon for the toys that makes the guys the kids boys want to play with them so you give the girl toy a staff yeah like it, it makes it much more fun to play with she sits there and fights and does the thing with the staff you got your kid swinging this battle action the other figure with his sword swing or whatever there you go i don't All know right. i still I, was a reach there, photo, I still think it's to photoshop dicks into their hands <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> that's a solid theory you know i never thought about that regina good call. good call it's always good to bring a dirtier mind into the situation. <laughs> you thought it would be possible with the three of us, but... I don't know. I have a pretty innocent mind. I like things. <laughs> it's pretty innocent. Yeah, it's only dirty no, half the time. Now I'm not going to get that image out of my head. Thank you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's, that's there. Lady you're you're it's welcome. Just, it's like, what are you doing, Lady J? Nothing. Now you got me wondering, like, what was the weapon of choice in different countries? Like, Tila had a staff. <laughs> like, she had the serpent staff. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. ladies had dick staffs. That's yeah. Like, they, they yeah. Were, like, they, they were, like, Photoshop ready for stroking, mm -hmm. stroking. Wow. <laughs> Pete's like, where are we going? <laughs> took a drastic left turn. No, I feel, like, I feel like this is this is what we got to go out on. We're not going to go out on higher than, higher, any, yeah, a higher moment so. than this. I think, I think Dick Staff is, so, okay, what we yeah. learned about the 80s I, was um, beating people, <laughs> shooting people, guns are superior, um, racism is a thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> cultural appropriation is what we want to do. Um, every now and again, throw Christmas. a PSA in it. And PSA, women, Christmas. And yes, and don't forget Christmas makes all the yeah. villains good. And uh -huh. women's need to hold staff so that they can Photoshop dicks into their hands. Yep. Okay, with sounds, that. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think with that, we're just about done. <laughs> right. yeah. I'd like to thank... You uh, know, I, I, Wow. I'd like to thank you all for coming in today. <laughs> Bo, I was going to try to counter with anything, but there's no point. There's just not <laughs> Gina, I think it's time for you to plug. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Uh, Any, well, but I but that means self-plug, not 
Not butt plug? No, no, not, not butt plug. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. Yes, that had to be made. <laughs> we, we were just talking about stabs and, and, and kung fu grips. That's well what I'm going to call it. This episode is kung fu grip. Well done. <laughs> I'd like Kung. to thank our boys at Thunderstruck Studios for our theme song and KO for our closing credits. Thanks, KO. We love you. Uh, uh, please, uh, please, someone, someone. I'd like to thank this. Mitchell for uh, being a, the most amazing human being and trying to keep this ship above water. <laughs> That's um, a failing me. task. I'd like to thank my good buddy, Mike. <laughs> Check out his album <laughs> Diamond Head. <laughs> Check out Diamond Head. It's an amazing album, folks. Uh, like anything that he's done with No More Kings is all one through three. All three albums are still out there, available on iTunes. Gina, thanks for uh, having me on. Oh, no problem. You're welcome to come back anytime. Just let me know when you feel like it. Thank Please. you. I'll, I'll be more on top of how to work technology by then. Find me on Twitter. I'm at Gina Ippy. If you like 80s stuff, if you like G.I. Joe, we watch an episode of G.I. Joe each week, and then we, uh, my co-host and I talk about that episode. We do a recap. I'm good, because I, obviously, as you can tell, Pete, I don't forget things as far as my yes. childhood very easily. <laughs> yes, I remember these things pretty clearly. Better than most. That's why Bo can't win these arguments with me on these things. Because I'll be like, no, it's all no, right. I just nope. ask, I just, when, I, when I have to, I'll cheat and ask my robot overlord to Google. They will fill me in. I can even tell um, you exactly what the Petra said when he woke up. <laughs> all right, like word for word. And I haven't seen those cartoons since they came out. Impressive, impressive. No, it's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> it's so sad that that's hardwired into my brain. <laughs> I'd like to thank my uh, buddy with the uh, I, I, I dick dick memory. Um, I did it. Pretty uh, Mike on East Coast, as always, uh, he forgets nothing. Nothing. Yeah, okay. And I would like to thank all of our uh, all of our listeners. It's, man, the Geek of the Week. New, new high for us. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And see ya. Later, I will see you later. Bye-bye, hater. I